started as any other day. Hello, Mob. Welcome back to another edition of Macabre Reality Bites. I am Bites. Josh, blazed and blessed as usual. I have the council with me as always. Council's in session. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just got a brand new car, 2022, whipping around town in it. Yeah, that Mazda, yeah, Mazda. That Mazda SUV. What's it called? It's a CX-5, and now I can CX-5. officially say Zoom Zoom. Zoom, 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 capoeira, capoeira, And Mazda, zoom, zoom. Yeah. not a sponsor. No. No, although they should be, because we both drive Mazda. Yeah, we're Mazda boys. Mazda boys. Mazda boys. With a Z. Oh, always with a Z. Mm. And an I. B-O-I-Z. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel you. And uh, Dr. Love Beats is off tonight. He's country line dancing on the county line. And if that's not a country song already... You're welcome, somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Major Rich, send me one check. Major Rich, for a million dollars. He's out there, country line dancing on the county, county line. No, 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 Oh, they do not, do not hum any more than that. We'll, they'll sue the yeah, pants I know, off of us. I know. Today on bites, we have more truly odd and peculiar, 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 peculiar. Accidents that may have happened once or twice in a blue moon. Also not a sponsor. Blue moon. So um, please enjoy How Bizarre. How Bizarre. Every time I look around, it's in my face. You know that song? Yes. That's a, that's 90s <laughs> all the way, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was for all my OMC fanatics out there. Where my OMC section. Wait, was that the name of the band? OMC. That did How actually, bizarre! Yeah, actually, I, I remember. I remember the video because it's very bright. It's like a very LA video. Yeah, I mean, they only had one. That was it. That was it. That was it. They're one hit wonder. But they're one of the great '90s one hit wonders. Yeah, and to be honest, if you were, if somebody would have made me guess, but I don't remember OMC their name. OMC would have never ever crossed my mind. No, I, that name is completely unfamiliar to me. I might have said like Aqua or whoever did uh, Barbie Girl. Yeah. So maybe. Or uh, um. What was that? Fastball was a great 90s band. Remember them? Fastball? Fastball was, um, yeah. Uh, God, what was the song? Um, they, they had two hits. Yeah, I remember their first one was, one was was really good. One was about leaving the kids at the house and shit and going and leaving. God, what, yeah, what was, was the fastball? What was the first one? What was their first, their big hit? I, we covered we cover this in the Was, the, in was the I out of my in. head? Was yeah. I out of my mind? How could I have been so blind? Yeah. What was that? I don't remember what that was. Out of my head, maybe I don't. I don't out of my head was that? That's the one. That's okay. out of my head. That there was, was another one. The first one. Uh, it was um, it was a song I really liked. Uh, they had a couple. The way, the way, the way. Yeah, the way was the first one. And it goes like, oh yeah, yeah. That's the one I was talking about. Leaving the kids. So the one about leaving the kids was the way. It goes. Like, yeah. They made up their minds. Yes. And they started packing. Yes, that was, that was the first hit, and that was a great one. Yeah. And then the one we were talking about was the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So this one's called How Bizarre. How Bizarre. OMC section. This is all from Ranker.com. First bite is titled, Way to Keep Your Eye on It. Happened across the pond in Liverpool, England in 1999. Liverpool. Mm. Who's your favorite Beatle? Um, My favorite Beatle... 
It had to be Ringo. Oh wow! Because he's the he's the tryhard, and you gotta appreciate it. I do. I, I do appreciate a Ringo. I appreciate a George Harrison. I think George Harrison is my favorite Beatle. Underrated Beatle, yeah. yeah. He writes great music, and yeah, I like George Harrison. Uh, of course, you know. But I mean, you, there's like you can't. Then you got Paul, Paul and John. And John yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously. So it's hard to pick a great one. So that's why I go with the the one that's clearly not the great one, Ringo. Yeah. Because you just got to appreciate, yeah. he's just the guy that's there to play the drums. There to play the drums. Yeah. Headline is, PE teacher gets a close look at a javelin. In the eye? I think so. <laughs> oh. There are fewer more deadly pieces of sports equipment that I can think of than a javelin. I'm thinking a pole vault pole. A baseball is pretty dangerous, and a shot put, because I believe a shot put is just a heavier baseball. A shot put is almost like a bowling ball. Okay. Like a really heavy one. Yeah. I mean, it'll, if you got hit with a shot put, that could kill you. Yeah. And the shot, a shot put is kind of like a, I think it's a kettlebell without a handle. And I think like, that's how people yeah, were like, yeah, let's put a handle on it and then lift it up in the air for exercise. Yeah. If you got hit with one of those. Oh yeah. So yeah. You know what? If it hits That's you in the shot. leg. If it hits you in the leg, it's gonna crack that fucker. I mean, snap it like a yeah. twig. Oh, every time, baby. That's how they used to fight wars and shit. They oh, I know. Throw it, it for the it, castle walls yeah, under their well, heads. like yeah, when, yeah. If there's a siege on a castle, but even just out in the open battlefield, like throwing projectiles, like just heavy balls and stones. Like yeah. That's always been a part, a, a main part of that. Probably started before they started stabbing each other, just throwing rocks and shit at each other. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you've seen two thousand one. You've seen two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Oh yeah. Actually, that started with a bone, and he hit a guy in the head with a bone. But they weren't. Like, you know, they were. They were primates. But right. Well, they, they, they were. were they were early, men. early man. <laughs> Very early man. Come almost men. But yeah, uh, that shit would. Man, that would be hurt. awful. That would so, hurt. So a javelin's just a sword that but you it, throw through the air. It's, it's a, a spear. spear. Yeah, it's a spear. A spear. A sword and and actually. <laughs> Like a, yeah, you do like this Braveheart thing, and you sit, you fling it or you swing it around a couple times like a shot put, and then you release it, and then you have to yell, "Freedom!" I'm thinking, I'm thinking more, just throw it end over end and see if you what you can hit, like some Legend of Zelda type shit. Yeah. Um, no, shoot, shoot. so so usually when you hear about some equipment hurting or killing somebody, it is usually a, a javelin because yeah. there there is yep, yep. it is a weapon like nothing else That's like true. a kettleball or, or or you know a shot put ball is it's just a round heavy mm. ball you, you don't throw it at anybody i mean it, it's a weapon if you throw it at somebody but like the javelin that's inherently a weapon mm-hmm. like that's what they're for is to fucking yeah. pierce somebody yeah so just in case you don't know the the personality of a javelin it's long heavy and very sharp oh you remember apocalypto when they're throwing yeah that's what that's what getting hit with a javelin would be like. So I actually have that in my notes here. You got to zig and you got to zag. Yeah. And you got to do irregular zigs and zags. You got to zig when they think you're going to zag. That's right. You got to zig once and then they right when they think you're going to zag. You and zig then again. zag when they think you're going to zig. Yep. A PE teacher in Liverpool, England, got an extreme close-up of a javelin in 1999 and ultimately took his life. Walking to retrieve the object, which was lodged in the ground and standing upright. So here we go. It didn't even, it wasn't even in the air. It was just in the ground already. The sticky part, the sharp part in the ground. I'm not sure about a javelin, but I'm not, I'm pretty sure it's not double ended with a sword. I think a sword's on one end. 
Um, I mean, are you saying, is it pointy on both ends? Right. Um, I would guess that it's going to be close to pointy on both ends. It's got to be balanced. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be sharp enough on the other end to like pierce the ground like it's okay. designed to do. Well, 41-year-old John Despero lost his footing and fell onto the pole, which jammed right into his eye socket. Oh, man. Despero passed away after a month-long coma stemming from the accident. So it put his ass in a coma. Mm, yeah, that's not good. But what that's, I, and that's a that's just yeah. incredibly unlike. Like I wonder if if it had like hit him in the forehead, would yeah. it have pierced his skull? Was it sharp enough to do well, that, or was it because it went through his eye socket? That's why I brought it, that it up. It found the path of least resistance. Because I don't think it was sharp on the other end. Because if it would have gone in his eye socket, it would have gone through his whole head, would it not? Have? Yeah, just go right up through there. So I don't know the anatomy of a, a javelin, but I do know the personality of one. Yeah, so that's the end of that story. But have you seen the video of the referee getting stabbed in the leg with the javelin? No. So, you know, there's refs or judges or whatever the fuck you call them on the fields. And I I don't, I guess they've done it so long where they just, they can kind of see. They're like, oh, okay, that's coming close to me, but I'm I'm enough out of the way. Because then you got to go measure it. Right. Well, this dude did not get out of the way and just sticks him right in the leg. And it literally bounces when it gets, oh, sticks in his no. leg. It's, it's a wild ass video. You can watch it. I don't want to watch it. At least not right now. I do. Uh, so that's the guy who should have zigged and zagged. He was just standing in the middle of the fucking field, right? Uh, like Apocalypto. He just got a little too comfortable. Yep. I do have a question about that though. If you get see it, point of javelin as you throw it, sticks in the ground. You go measure it. If it sticks in a leg, can the guy run further away? It's not in the ground yet, technically. I don't know the rules of javelin. Hmm. That's good. So yeah, I mean, it could go all the way to the hospital. I mean, you could have a. <laughs> Universal <laughs> record uh, before they finally take that thing out and you get your distance measured. What if he dies with it in his leg and then they bury him with it in his leg? But the the funeral, like they have to fly him to another, his home. No, country. They, they're burying him at sea because he used to be in the navy. <laughs> this guy and, has the longest and he, he served in the South Pacific. <laughs> assisted. It has to be like a, an asterisk and be assisted javelin throw. Uh, because uh, I actually looked this up. Fun fact for this is a guy named. Yu Han, a German track and field star, has the largest uh, long throw at 104 meters or 343 feet. That's a football field, including end zones, pretty much. So that's, yeah, that's crazy. It's a long way. Yeah. So what's the lesson learned here? Stay Ooh. away from um, stabby objects, I think. Yeah, I mean... Listen, they're designed to stick in the ground so you can run up afterwards and measure them. You don't be you don't need to be right there on it. You know? Yeah, and that's why you put markings on the ground and then you look at where it hit the ground, which you can find later. Even if it doesn't stick, you can see the divot of where it struck. Very true. You don't have to be right next to it. And this guy went and like really looked really close at it. I mean, he looked He got a, very He close. got a very good view of where it landed. I think maybe check your footing too. Like if the grass is a little moist, mm -hmm. you know, kind of easy, ease up. Give to yourself it. more room to work with. More yes. room for more margin for error. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Our next fight is titled "Trimming the Grass at Shea Stadium." That might be a cool job. Shea Stadium no longer around. Yeah, no longer. So I guess you can't extant. work there. 
This happened in December of 1979, going back, baby, in New York, of course. And the headline is, football fan is mowed down. So this is in uh, Warriors, New York, like from that era of oh, New Warriors. York, the, the gritty <laughs> Warriors. I, was like, I don't know that. I don't know that borough. Warriors. Yeah, no. This is. I'm pretty this, sure no, all the boroughs. Warriors are from Coney Island, and they came out to play. Come out and play, yay! So this is gritty, like Ed Koch, New York. You know what I'm talking about? When Times about? Square wasn't safe. Right, exactly. Yep. When there's like porn theaters in Times Square. Right. Yeah. When it was fun, not safe. Fun, New York. Fun. It was not safe, yes, but it was very, it's very artsy yeah. and dangerous. <laughs> well, yeah. The red lights were, were very pretty, very pretty down there. In December 1979, a 20-year-old football fan, John Bowen, met his end due to a halftime exhibition gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Excavation. This was an exhibition, not an excavation. <laughs> their halftime show was they, uh, <laughs> they were they digging up the field. <laughs> like, we think Jimmy Hoffa is buried in the end zone. Perfect. So for halftime, we're going to dig a hole. That's perfect. Sitting in the lower stands of Shea Stadium, Bowen was taken in the halftime show. Was it maybe Fleetwood Mac mashed up with ACDC? No. Maybe it was Aretha. <laughs> maybe it was Aretha Franklin's titties popping out like Janet Jackson. Ooh. Nope, wasn't that either. It was, however, a demonstration with various novelty-shaped remote-control aircraft similar to modern drones. One such plane was a 40-pound swirling piece of metal in the shape <laughs> of a lawnmower. The pilot lost control of this uniquely non-aerodynamic object, sending it hurling into the stands. On the receiving end of this flying, grass-cutting nightmare was John Bowen who was struck in the head and later died of an accident that witnesses described as similar to being attacked by an axe. Holy shit. Can you the imagine? guy designed a flying lawnmower. Did, uh, it didn't occur to him why that might be a problem. <laughs> First of all, impressive that they had like what a, the equivalent to drones are now back in 1979. Who was making those things? Just kind of weird flying contraptions. Yeah, a 40 pound flying contraption though. That's right. pretty impressive. I mean, they had, I guess they, uh, they had, had the same things, but, the bait, the yeah, they had stuff. Basic, yeah. So I guess if you're smart enough, you could have figured it out. And these people right. were, eh, uh, kind of. So they had this exhibition. <laughs> this exhibition was at Shea Stadium of like people of like pre like early drones. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Very old versions. But, of. but the thing of this was they were all of novelty in novelty form of some. So, so there's not model airplanes or, or anything. There's it just, wasn't this is airplanes. Weird shit. Yeah, this is like flying toasters. This is, um, and, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Concept, I yeah that sort of. It shape. was just for fun, so they were, you know it was yeah. during a halftime show. So I was okay. Got they it. were at a football uh, game, but it, this was the halftime show. At sh a football game at Shea Stadium. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's possible they had a football game there. I know they've had games at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it says football game, yeah, and halftime show. Yeah, thank you. I mean, obviously, I knew Shea Stadium was a, a baseball stadium, and I did not think yeah, twice. To our, to our uh, Mets listeners, to our Queens listeners. Let us know what's up. Do they play football at Shea Stadium? I mean, we could easily look I, that up, but... I don't know why they... Okay. Well, interesting. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But anyways, this did happen. This was a true story. And a guy... <laughs> we don't know if it was at a baseball game or a football or game. A football game. But I have seen football games at baseball stadiums, right. so that's, that can happen. Um, and back then, did they have both in 1979? So maybe that is what they were doing. Did they have both what? Of ba both a football stadium and a... Like, did the Giants play 
somewhere yeah. like, other than the Meadowlands. Yeah. I I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know the history. Somebody from New York, please email us. Yeah. Macapod1 at gmail.com. I mean, we could look it up, but we'd like to hear the real history from yeah. somebody who was there. Yeah. And tell us if Warriors from, tell, was Tell us from your point of view. Say what? Yeah. And tell, <laughs> what, what, if, if what Warriors... gang did you fight? Did you fight for the gang that dressed up like baseball players? Or did you fight for the gang that went around on roller skates? Or dressed up like football players? Yeah. At a baseball stadium? Or, or were you part of the Warriors? Yeah. Come out and play, yay. What's the lesson learned here? You keep lawnmowers on the grass, baby boy. Well, I'm saying no flying lawnmowers. And you keep the grass on the ground. And remember, that it's the tall grass that gets mowed down. Mm. So if you see a, a flying lawnmower in the air, uh, you get low. Yeah. Get low. And play that song, get low. <laughs> get, low. <laughs> get low, get low. That's the perfect, yeah, perfect lesson. Next bite, an accessory to murder. Happened in Paris in 1927, so not that long ago. Headline, you say 1927? Yeah. Okay. So the headline is Choked by Communism. Choked by Communism. Okay. Yeah. Isadora Duncan was an American living in Paris, France, who in 1927 met a breathtakingly tragic demise. So this American woman went to Paris. She's a San Francisco native and then went to Paris. Yep. To further her career as a dancer. Her eccentric bohemian style of choreography garnered praise and she earned fame throughout Europe. So she got very famous. Do we know what kind of dancer she was? It says eccentric bohemian style. So what is that? I have no idea, but I'm guessing not traditional anything. I'm just wondering. Not ballet, she not traditional. That's what I'm wondering. No, no, no. She, this was a real dancing. This is like well, a, I mean, that's real dancing. You saying that's not real? You saying exotic dancing is not real dancing? I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. Don't, don't, don't be fucking disrespecting. I'm saying in Paris, France, in 1927. You know what? Anything's might, possible. It could have been burlesque. Have. They had burlesque shows back then. Okay, my apologies. So we'll assume she's naked. Okay, let's right. assume she's naked, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I was not saying that. Bohemian, I like that. bohemian. What does that mean? What does that mean exactly? You know, I don't know. I didn't write this article. <laughs> I just want to know. Like, I hear that a lot. Bohemian, Bohemian. in I 1927? Think, I think it means, like... Naked. <laughs> it means, like, artsy and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, if you live a bohemian lifestyle, you live a very, like, yeah. um, carefree kind of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so, now... In where you might walk around naked. No. You know? We, we've already established she's butt naked. Okay. This is where we insert Bohemian Rhapsody in its entirety. Enjoy. Right. We're back. That was great. That was fucking great. Yep. A devoted communist, Duncan frequently donned... Worth the $4 million we had to pay for it. <laughs> oh, God. So Duncan was a devoted communist. She frequently donned a very long red scarf to show her support for the party. On a September evening, while visiting the city of Nice... However, that accessory would claim her life in an unthinkable automobile accident. Hint, accessory to murder. Thank you. Riding as a passenger in her newly purchased convertible sports car, her scarf got caught in the vehicle's wheel well, mm. which ripped her from the vehicle and threw her onto the pavement, killing her instantly. Damn. I feel like we've 
this is not the first time we've had a story like this. Right. The other one was a go-kart. Yes. Got attached to another go-kart's axle. Yeah. And that snapped her neck. And that was a, like an Englishman going to America. Yeah, his wife. So now we have, yeah. yeah. So now we have this American communist woman in France. Nice. Yeah, well, this happened Wears nice. this long yeah. red scarf to show her support of the international workers. Yep. Um, and it gets sucked into a wheel well of a car. Of her own car. Of her own car. Yeah. And... and what is it? Popped her head off. It lifted her out of her own car and slammed, it slammed her on the pavement. pavement. Damn. Yep. With and then the car kept rolling. That I'm sure it rolled her up into the Sucked the car into the wheel well. And then she became the tire. And then she became the tire. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's you know. Yeah. Well, they. Um, that's the price you pay sometimes for being a communist. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say. They interviewed her boyfriend who was surprised to find out she was a communist, but goes on to say he should have known because of all the red flags. <laughs> What's the lesson learned here? Don't be a communist. Uh, sometimes that bohemian lifestyle will bite you in the ass. Yeah. I do like scarves. I do sometimes, like a good scarf. Yeah. But you got to be careful with them. Exactly. There's a point. If you're so carefree that you're not careful... You might get sucked into a wheel well. Yeah. And you might become a tire. Yeah. Next bite is titled, <laughs> What a Prick. This happened in 1982 in Arizona. We're going back in time on this episode. 1982? Yeah. Well, I feel like we started farther back and are maybe working our way up to modern times. We're not working. Yeah, oh. well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, just, this is more recent than 1927. That's true. I just did the math on mm-hmm. my phone. Oh. Yep, more recent. I did too. Mm-hmm. Headline is getting his just deserts. Mm. The saguro is a species of cactus that can grow to be an imposing seventy feet in height. Seguro. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, that's a giant cactus. <laughs> seventy feet. I did not know they got that. That's way. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. That's huge. Yep. The statuesque green monuments dot the American Southwest. And while they sport some rather prickly needles, they aren't generally perceived as deadly in the ecosystem that also boasts rattlesnakes and scorpions. In 1982, however, one one Arizona man found out the hard way that a seguro can claim one's life in the desert just the same. David Grundman and a friend were exploring the desert near Lake Pleasant one afternoon where... Likely in a fit of boredom, the two were looking for things to shoot with a shotgun, as you do. Right. The, the cacti of the area made apt targets for the would-be marksmen, and their first victim, a mere 10-footer, pff, pff, That's nothing. went down with ease. Of course. Yeah. It was the Fucking second. It was the second, however, a 27-foot cactus that fought back. Mm-hmm. After blasting the cactus from just a few yards out, stupid, a large, heavy arm fell onto Grundman and crushed him to death, proving yet again that Mother Nature always wins. Yes. I have burning questions. One, what happened to the friend? He ran. (laughs) He got the fuck out of there. And did Grundman become the cactus? I think the answer is yes. Um... Sure. This one I mean, was 27 feet. But I just think, is this the kind of cactus that has the arms coming out like, mm-hmm. and then pointing upwards like this, you know? Yeah. 
I wonder, like, it's just, it's, it's awfully convenient that the arm just happened to crush him. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. You know, I wonder if the other guy saw it. Yeah. Move a little bit. Saw something crazy. He was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Why wouldn't you look? It's simple physics. You don't have to know physics at all. You just look up. No, and I don't. All right, look, this is going to, if this ever fell, I would be underneath it. So let's back up a little bit. And you know what? Don't shoot cactuses. Hey, Cacti. and it's like, uh, did you ever see that alien movie? I think it was like Prometheus. Um, yeah. When that ship lands and it starts to roll. Yeah. And she starts running in the path of the ship. And it's like, just run don't in a that. 90 degree angle out from the path of the fucking ship. Yeah. Don't, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you running in the path of the fucking rolling gigantic spaceship? Yeah. And she gets crushed by it. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. You know the, what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah I've seen it. Does the name Grunman make you feel weird? I feel like Grunman was bound to be killed by uh, a cactus or maybe attacked by coyotes. He was bound to die in some sort of way like this. Yeah. It reminds me of Roy Munson. Roy Munson, yes. (laughs) Yes. From uh, Kingpin. So the lesson learned here is nature will get you. Yeah. Don't fucking test it. It does love a challenge. Go out. You want to test if you want to if you want to test it. Just go outside the lightning storm and just say, "I bet you won't strike me dead right now. I bet you won't do it. You shouldn't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it." Yeah. Next bite is titled "Caught Slipping." Happened in 2003. We are moving up. Yeah. In the UK, and the headline is where in the UK? It just says UK. It doesn't really okay say. The headline is Dishwasher Death. Ah, that valuable kitchen asset. <laughs> <laughs> we all know and love. Called the dishwasher. Do um, we all love it? I don't I do love it, but it's not the greatest invention of all time, as this goes on to say that it's better than the printing press or penicillin. Um I, I no. call horseshit on that. Yeah. A dishwasher never made you feel better. When yeah. you put it inside your body. Uh, yeah, you're fucking... And I put dishwashers in my body all the time. Exactly. Your health is definitely going to trump your uh, expediency with cleaning your dishes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this dishwasher in particular had grown a taste for blood. In May of 2003, a UK woman died of a truly bizarre kitchen accident. 31-year-old Jane McDonald was visiting a friend and milling around in her kitchen when she lost her balance and slipped on the wet floor. Unfortunately for McDonald, her fall was broken by an open dishwasher door, an open dishwasher door that had several knives in it pointing, pointing upward. Oh, no, no. Blew the mic on that one because I have I have my own issues with that. We'll move on, though. It's so obvious. She was stabbed on impact, and although she was rushed to a hospital, she died there shortly after... The lesson learned is so easy here. It's put the fucking knives face down. They get just as clean if they're face up. I do not know why people do this. Jordan does this. Wait, 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 wait. I think she's actively trying to kill me. Wait, 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 wait. Jordan puts knives in the dishwasher. Business in up. Business in up. No. How does she not? No. She still does that? I open it and I see it and I change them all every time. Because inevitably I'm the one going to... 
unpack the dishwasher and I'm not stabbing myself. I've done it no. before. And I'm not doing it again. No, that's just so that's dangerous, especially when you got a kid in the house. I know. I think she's trying to kill me. I really do. And trying to make it look like an accident like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably true. But this is also the same person that who brushes her fucking teeth with cold water. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, you brush your teeth with warm water? That's weird. Wait, she, like, she brushes with cold water? Here? Yeah, we talked about this on maybe the first or second episode ever. And it might actually be not even on aired yet. It might be on a Patreon or something. But we talked about how that's so weird because you don't wash dishes with cold water. Right. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then why would I wash my teeth? Essentially the same thing. With cold water, you're trying to get food out of there. You're trying to get, like, you know, all the stuff off your teeth. Right. Cold water snaps to it. It snaps it to it. What the fuck right. are we talking about here? And stop putting the knives up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love it's, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's one that kills me. Uh, it could kill me. And yeah. she needs to understand that. Like, I, I, I'm amazed that she does that. That's incredibly, incredibly irresponsible. <laughs> and I might just have to write a letter. You can a strongly we, next time worded, you come over, just tell a her. strongly worded letter. Hey, well, next time she does it, just call me over. All right, and I'll I'll act like I was like you just called me over for like a meeting or whatever, uh, a podcast nice meeting, and then I'll just happen upon it. Yeah, or what maybe we could go. World? Maybe we could take it one farther and like have me have me stage an accident. Oh yeah, get some fake blood, have me fall on them. Yeah, you know what's what's more realistic though than actually doing it? Are you committed? I am committed. Let's stab you then. Okay. Let's do it. That's the only way people are going to learn. <laughs> Honestly, easy cleanup. That's the lesson learned for me. Easy cleanup. You just close it up. Run the cycle. Run the cycle. It's gone, baby. You could Maybe probably, throw some bleach in there. Yeah. Yeah. Run it on express. Uh, you'll have cleaned up 15, no 20 minutes. Matter, if you want to, take off, take out all the baskets. Put the lady in there if she can fit. Run her until all her blood's out of her body. Then there's no mess when you so take her out. So she's totally desanguinated. I don't... What does that mean? That means have all your blood removed. Wow. Desanguinated. I'm, wow. I did not know that. Thank you. Or is it exsanguinated? Uh-oh. It might be exsanguinated. Well... But yeah. <laughs> I call it's it... It's a fucking dope-ass word. I would just call it being de-blooded. De-blooded. Yeah. yeah. Or unblooded. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the real word... Word better, but that's just me. Our next bite is the <laughs> close call, close call of the week. And this one's called Animals or People 2. And this is actually a two for a two for one. Mm-hmm. This happened in 2014 and 2015 on the interstate. The headline is Blowing in the Wind Shield. In 2014, Heidi Connor was on the tail end of a road trip with her four children when an unbelievable accident happened. A female deer plunged from an overpass as Connor cruised along the interstate below. The kamikaze venison smashed through her windshield. The collision obliterated part of the van and left Connor battered and bruised. Amazingly, none of the kids were injured. Even more astonishingly, the sequence didn't end in a major car pileup, which is crazy. So it must have not have been on I eighty five, right? So okay, so this deer, yeah, so this deer comes off the over, falls off or jumps off the overpass mm-hmm. and lands right on the hood of this woman's car. The windshield, windshield. But it destroyed the hood. It destroyed the like the driver's panel, 
and in the, blew in, in the windshield and only got a couple of cuts and scrapes from it. So to the driver? Pretty, yeah. Wow. Was there anybody else in the car? Yeah, her four kids, man. You, I love it when you don't listen to the story. <laughs> no, no I was. Questions. I was listening. I'm just uh, reiterating for the audience. Okay. Yeah. Four, four kids were in the car. None of them were hurt either. And the, the actual deer wasn't hurt at either. And the deer got up and ran off. And there was no major And caused several more accidents on the yeah. <laughs> it's across the road. It was a, a kamikaze venison. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the other part of the twofer. Okay. The the fur part. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fur part. In 2000, it's not going to make any sense because it's another, uh, it's a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) You should have switched the stories, bro. Damn it. In 2015, nature unleashed its projectile wrath again, this time on a woman named Nicole Bajans. Bajans. (laughs) She was definitely killed by a turtle. Uh, ABC reports that a turtle torpedoed through Bajans' windshield as she rode down a Florida interstate, possibly I-95. Just going to say it. Just don't throw that out there. As with the deer incident, the timing and trajectory of the crash were eerily precise. The animal had been struck by a different vehicle and hurled backwards through the air, moving at speeds no turtle could conceive of. The reptile pierced Bajan's windshield like an oversized bullet, ricocheted off the passenger seat, and plopped down on her her dashboard and said, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. 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 It took a smaller hat off each time. (laughs) There were three turtles in the one shell. <laughs> they all popped out. <laughs> it had all, it all had small hats on. So that'd be crazy if a turtle came through your windshield. Would Wait, it not? So how she did it hurt either? How did it go flying through the air? Somebody hit it on the road and it popped it in the air. Holy shit! That's like some Mario Kart shit. <laughs> it's, it's so, Mario Kart. so Mario Kart is based on real life. It's real life. Wow. And you know, um, when I when I worked for the YMCA, not a sponsor, I drove their van and. Um, to pick the kids up and like uh one time i was going to pick them up and a car in front of me hit a pole like in the road like a piece of root rhubarb or something not rhubarb R- rhubarb rebar rebar <laughs> it hit a piece of pie it hit a piece of pie and, and it, was, <laughs> it tossed it through the window i ate it and then it hit, and then it hit rupaul <laughs> <laughs> no nothing hits rupaul <laughs> you sacrilegious son of a bitch Anyways, the car hit a piece of a rebar, a rebar, flew it through the air, and dude, I saw it coming at the van, and I was like, "Oh no!" Thank God it didn't go through the windshield, but it did go directly through the fucking tire, and immediately just flattened it. Like, I, I couldn't, you couldn't, it couldn't have been a more perfect situation. It was like driving, and I was like, "Okay, he hits. Oh, I see this pole coming at me. Oh shit! Boom! As soon as it hit, the tire was fucking flat. It just, yeah." And I was done. It, it was like a javelin or a javelin yep. right through your tire. I had to call the maintenance guy, and he didn't believe me. He came out, and he was like, holy shit. I'm never, I have never seen, because the motherfucker went through the tire, and it was just stuck. That's fucking wild. The entire way through the tire. It was wild, dude. And he yeah. changed it right there, and he went to go pick up the kids, and I said, I'm out. I, um, in that same job one time, I witnessed a guy's uh, back rear tire pop off the car. Uh, coming down the main street in Centerville, and his just and the tire just popped off and was rolling down the street without the car. It was crazy. Some people and somehow <sighs> people don't know re- realize it almost immediately. No, this guy realized okay. it. He's just the car, the just the tire kept going because the tire just popped off and it stayed on its on its axis and so it just kept rolling down the street. It was That's wild. crazy. 
I, the lesson learned for me there is that windshields ain't shit. So, you know, they, they protect you from weather, but not animals. No, they're not going to protect you from a flying deer, a kamikaze deer, or yep. a flying turtle. Yeah. So, just Mario remember world flying turtle. The, the lessons you learn playing Mario Kart, they fully apply in the real world. Yep. That's absolutely true. So, that's it for How Bizarre, How Bizarre. But now it's time for Macabre Contradictions. A nice heartwarming story to cleanse the palate and to put you in a positive headspace. Today's story is titled Anything But Rubbish from Australia. And the headline is Be Careful What You Wish For. In a story of neighborly jest that grew to epic proportions, a green garbage bin got to wheel about the town with a handsome man on her arm. When 54-year-old Carl got a text from his neighbor Nick with a request to take my bins out, he responded, yeah, sure, no problem. Any particular place? He took the lucky wheelie bin. I guess that's what they call them in Australia, which is kind of cute. What is this now? What is a wheelie bin? A trash can. Okay. So let me catch you up real quick. Let's pause there. Boop. Pause you. There's two neighbors that live next to each other. That's what neighbors do. Yeah. One's called Carl. One's called Nick. Got it. Carl got a text from Nick asking him to take his bins out for him while he's gone. Got it. But instead of saying, take him to the road, he says, can you take him out for me? Got it. And then Nick got a bit cheeky and took them out on the town. Nicky was a cheeky monkey. Mm -hmm. And so what he did was he went to the beach with the trash can. He got it a new tattoo is what they called it, but it was a new number, number Mm -hmm. six. Mm -hmm. He went and took pictures all around town with other trash cans. He took it to bars. He took it to get a haircut. Uh-huh. And people loved it. And that's... Um, that's wonderful. So he took it around town. He took pictures of all of it. And then when he got back, he sent it to his neighbor and said, your trash can had a great time or whatever. And um, the neighbor thought it was delightful and asked him to come over for a beer and said that, you know, neighbors sometimes can be good people. Yeah. And I agree with that. I have yeah. two good neighbors, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Neighbors sometimes can be good people. Mm-hmm. Nick, the guy who took all the bins around town, said... My neighbor is a beautiful person, and I would do anything for him. He told me to take the bins out, so that's exactly what I did. Wow. And I think that's very funny. Clearly. I will actually post some pictures of it because it is very funny. Yeah. I guess, uh, um, yeah, you got to look it up, or I'll post some pictures on our social media, but the bins like having a great time. You can tell. Did he draw like a face on it or anything? No, but he did get a new number six on it. And um, he, they took a lot of pictures with uh, like <laughs> other garbage men, and they went to the beach and <laughs> other shit. So he went full bore into it. Yeah, I was, and I promise you, if my neighbor did that when I said and I asked him to take the bin out, I would think that'd be awesome. But at the same time, I'd be like, you don't have anything else to do, so right. you don't have a job or something, right? So, but it is cute. It's cute. Yeah. Um. So cheers to that. Cheers, now, mate. That cheers, was, matey. Cheers, mate. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a garbage bin. This is a garbage bin. Take that, it out. That's not a trashy bin. No, what was it called? A wheelie. A wheelie bin. A wheelie bin. <laughs> a wheelie bin. A wheelie trashy bin. <laughs> All right, and that was Macabre Contradictions. Uh, thank you so much for listening to How Bizarre. How Bizarre. Ooh, baby. Uh, please share and review this pod. We truly appreciate it, and we love you all. Yeah, and hit us up at uh, Macabre Pod one, Pod one yep. at Gmail. Yep, and all social media at Macabre Pod One. Uh, tell somebody new about us. Email us if you're from New York or from out of the country. 
yeah we found out that other countries do have helium so that was nice of you thank you all uh for emailing us we got about shoot, we got so many emails about that so, yeah so that was great too many keep them coming keep no never say that keep them coming baby um you got anything else to say to the mob or anything in, to get off your chest or anything okay. uh well it's, it's it's about not getting stuff in your chest i think we oh. learned <laughs> yeah. uh, today <laughs> Absolutely. So just watch out. Or in your eyes. Watch your out for those those turtles. javelins. Watch out for the javelins. Watch out for flying turtles. All that shit. I really think it just comes down to uh, playing some Mario Kart and just taking those lessons to heart. Yeah. I'm not. We're not Mario telling Kart you to stay heart. inside Mario Kart heart. Yeah. <laughs> Take it to your Mario Kart heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Take, that that's your heart that's aware of its surroundings, mm. and always looks to avoid the obstacles that might. Uh, cause you to crash right it always because you can see them coming you yeah. can always see them coming yep the flying bullets the guys that the, drop the tortoise the, shell the sun on you mm-hmm. when you get in the desert land yeah um and the part where the track uh like you just go over the edge yeah into the abyss yeah and when you're the in ghosts, the water the uh, ghosts yeah make sure when you look at the ghosts make sure you look at them look right in their always eyes. stare the ghosts in the eye mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so just follow your Mario Kart heart. Mario Kart heart? Mario Kart heart. Okay. Your Mario heart is where you follow it. Mario, well, they, I went, we went from Mario Kart to actually Mario World. That's okay. No, we were still talking about Mario Kart because it all applies because they had right. ghosts and shit. Sure. On the ghost. Yeah, that is on true. On the haunted track, you know. Well, all right. So Love follow your Mario Kart heart. Follow your Mario Kart heart. For the council, I'm Josh. Stay safe out there and be careful not to find yourself in your own macabre reality. Bye-bye.